Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm Dark Hold Compromised podcast host Joe Cabello, and this is Earth 616 version Chris Soda. And those are very, uh, you know, odd references to what we're reviewing today Doctor Strange in the Moratorium of madness i forget what is it multiverse, multiverse. Of madness. i think i just don't even want to say multiverse anymore yeah it's like, uh, like it's too uh like too in right now it yeah and beyond in like it's just it's totally jumped the it's shark. like required is, to be yeah at this point such a fad you know when something that's cool is a fad and it's still cool but it is very much a fad like like zombies yeah yeah and we need a new zombie renaissance actually <laughs> hopefully the uh the new um what is the the korean remake a uh, train to busan the new train oh to yeah busan the american remake. version yeah, yeah. definitely that, that you know what that will be the, the will thing that makes zombies relevant again right back i'm sure but the, you know, with this is beat up movie reviews. We're already talk, going off on tangents. This is we're gonna review. <laughs> yeah, hey, to Doctor get us Strange. back on track, uh, Doctor Strange slap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have a few thoughts about the slap. Uh, no, Doctor what? Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness can be what brings uh, zombies back. Oh, don't spoil anything. And you didn't, because me yelling at you about spoiling it is more of a spoiler than you saying that. Hey, you know, maybe Sam Raimi gets another movie after this, and uh, he brings maybe. zombies back. <laughs> Who knows? Definitely. He might not get a movie, another movie after this. He'll get a movie. And, uh, you know, you just heard some music a little while ago. That's by Davis I.L. It's the song Queenie Pie. It's our official intro track, but also... Check out Davis I.L.'s music. Yeah. And you can find that wherever music is sold. <laughs> Just Google it. Tower Records. Uh, the Warehouse. <laughs> warehouse CDs and records. Yeah, Warehouse. Any of those. We miss a record shop. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange. Uh, why don't you get some Strange from your doctor? <laughs> this is what If you have a hot doctor, that's kind of what I say. <laughs> Um, and you know what? I thought America Chavez was just a burrito with a hot dog in it, but turns out it, it's actually a character in Doctor <laughs> Strange. <laughs> I'll take an America Chavez uh, with Langua. Anyways, uh, let's get into Could you imagine getting a legit burrito from a place and in- instead of carne asada, they cut up hot dog? Well, would you rather have cut up hot dog or like just in the very center is a full hot dog? Because that's what an America Chavez is. It's a full hot it's dog just a full in the very center oh, man. of the burrito. Actually, yeah, true. That's kind of sick, actually. It's like a uh, if you sliced <laughs> it in several pieces, it would be like a sushi roll. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into what we've been watching. <laughs> and then uh, we'll post the recipe for an America Chavez uh, <laughs> in the show notes. So definitely cook those up. Tag us when you take a pic of it. Chris, what have you been watching? Uh, let's go with uh, our c- classic Marvel Moon Knight coverage. We don't, we don't need, <laughs> we had no a name, name for it. it. 
We down. had several names Was of it, and we've given up on every single one of them. Moon along, <laughs> moon me. No one ever said any of this. Uh, but yes, the series finally wrapped, and I think uh, we need to give our thoughts on the series as a whole. And the last episode, we've been, you know, pretty harsh on it, the series, and uh, maybe unjustly so. Uh, Chris, what do you think of Moon Knight? I just think it's uh, kind of it's interesting because up until this last episode, I feel like a lot of the arguments are that they don't need some big action set pieces to give it character like this show isn't that or something like that and then well like first episode episode, was like the template for how they could do that they're like we don't need to show you all the fighting we can just show you the aftermath of it and then you can just imagine that and the fun stuff in your head uh (laughs) but yeah and then the last episode they actually do like a lot of action and it's kind of weird because it's it's like what you expected the entire show to be like Mm -hmm. uh and then and they kind of give that to you but then you're like but now it feels it feels weird it's like uh i don't know it's it was good action good very cool action very fun uh but it just kind of threw me off from what the show was seemed like it was trying so hard to be different especially with the fifth episode which was very cool in that it was it was like the weirdest the show got. It dug deep into to the emotional parts of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, it really ended with a whimper for me because it was just, it's, uh, I mean, the first and the fifth episode, I think are two episodes worth watching. Uh-huh. And you don't really need to watch any of the other episodes. I don't think it culminates to anything great yeah. or or yeah. big. The, the action is not bad in any way, but I just don't think it ever found its style of action. Uh-huh. And I think when we talk about Doctor Strange, like Doctor Strange as a character there is a certain type of action you expect from a Doctor Strange movie. And they uh, usually deliver, you know, portals and weird magic shit. I'm not sure what Moon Knight's whole action shtick, shtick yeah. is. Yeah, and that's actually part of the problem, I think, is that it's still unclear, like, exactly what his powers are after a full first season of a show <laughs> just yeah. about him. Yeah. You're like, so he can his different personalities they get their own sets of abilities but like we don't know the extent of them he has these really cool like battering blades when he's like in his one form but the other one doesn't have that but it seems like if he just had a ton of those he would be way more effective (laughs) yeah can his power just be a full (laughs) cachet of weapons Uh... yeah and from what i've uh just on my most basic learning of the character is that uh, even uh, having multiple personalities and even his powers as a general like rule, none of those things are established really. Like there have been 
uh, iterations of him that had multiple personalities, but that's not like the inception of his character wasn't that. Yeah. And his powers have always been all over the place uh-huh. with how people have interpreted him. So it's kind of like, okay, they, they had fun with it and the multiple personality thing, but uh, weird to have a character that really has no like grounding to where you could say, Hey, that's not moon Knight." You know, it's like, well, it was one moon Knight, Maybe not uh, uh, the one you read, but yes, I, I think the series was a big failure as a series. Yeah. Cause I don't really understand what the point of the series was in the grander scheme of things. And also with the way it ends, it's like Ethan Hawke's character is just a fucking moron. Yeah. Like the way that it culminates in him being beaten by these people that he thought he killed and like could on various occasions kill them much more thoroughly. Yeah. And didn't. And then like tries to fight them at the end where they get super suits for the gods that they partner with and he just gets a staff and that's it. <laughs> and he thinks he's like, I can take these guys. And yeah, he doesn't he quite quite get his uh his full power the way someone of his caliber should, Ethan Hawk. Yeah. Especially knowing that he was once the Moon Knight and and not having that anymore and knowing someone else has it against him. It's kind of weird how Gravely, he underestimates them, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's a little strange. Oh, the other thing, too, is just how it ends with him being like, I am an important villain. And they're like, no, you're not. And they just gloss over it like he's really, truly irrelevant. You're, you're a slave to a god. That's <laughs> yeah. what you are. Uh, yeah, so I... Uh... At least it's the first Marvel show that had a villain throughout the entire series. True. Even though at the end, the the god is the real villain that comes uh, in the final episode, like every other Marvel show. And many boring episodes, really. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm curious now with people who will watch it all at once, how much more they'll like it. Because I feel like a lot of it is immediately forgettable. And uh, so watching it all at once, you can kind of just block those parts out and appreciate the others. The interesting stuff a bit more. I don't know. I guess. I I think maybe what they're trying to do is. Like it was very novel when they were doing this whole like movie format for TV shows. Uh, and now I think they're like sticking to a format and it's like, Hey, maybe that show or that concept actually doesn't work for that. Uh-huh. That thing that you're doing, maybe yeah. this would have been a better movie or something. Yeah. Which, which I feel like is kind of a lot of people's criticisms with the movies and the TV shows are always this back and forth of like, this would have been a better movie. This would have been a better show. So yeah, they like, like overstuff their like, <laughs> their movies. One is bad, one is good, but they're all mixed up. Yeah. Well, as long as it's good, you know. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of it was boring. Yeah. 
so yeah, Moon Knight is over. I'm glad it's over. Um, that's all I'll say about it. Let's just do a season two. Just be about uh, his wife and her powers being an Egy- the first Egyptian. <laughs> superhero. I won't watch. <laughs> It really, uh, Oscar Isaac was what brought me in. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Real quick, actually, one thing in the Marvel's future, if Oscar Isaac is brought back, do you think that uh, they'll do a team up where, or there'll be a movie where they're like, oh, there's like a white, there's a superhero in like all white destroying something or something like that and they have to go check it out and then it's actually the new vision that's all white and they think it's uh, it's a uh, moon knight or vice versa and then they team up and they're just two guys in all white <laughs> <laughs> with their bulges those costumes are very good for bulges <laughs> all right let's get on with it um why don't we talk about outer range because yeah. it just ended. The all episodes are out right now. This is the Amazon Prime show with Josh Brolin and other amazing actors, Imogen Poots, and uh, about a farmer, a cattle rancher who finds a void on his farm. Uh, eight episodes uh, for this season on Amazon Prime. Like I said, Chris, what did you think about the series? Or I mean, if you want to talk about the, what, let's just get your series feelings of it okay. of the show. Yeah, first. Yeah, so the first two episodes, I was very intrigued by the strange elements of this show, and uh, was excited to see the rest of it. And then, um, but yeah, as the show went on, it just got had more and more like weird elements to it that were really interesting. And then actually by the season finale, the last two episodes of the season, they really upped the ante of like the bizarro stuff and it made it so much cooler. I think mm-hmm. everything weird about it was like, this is sick. This is awesome. Just do everything even more weird, please. Uh, but yeah, so I I thought that I was actually pretty satisfied with the finale just because you couldn't really anticipate majority of what happens in it. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, The, the the way that the last two episodes are weird Uh is not completely out of left field or anything, Uh but close enough to still be in game. Like, it does make sense, but it gets really weird. And not just like, oh, mystery stuff weird. Just like how the characters are behaving. Yeah. Uh, But it's awesome. And yeah, it really uh, makes me wonder where the show would go. But uh, I really enjoyed it as a season. And I think even if it doesn't continue, I think it needs to. You know, there's Uh still so much we don't know. But yeah. I think there was enough of like an emotional oomph with the the big reveal of Imogen Poot's character uh-huh. that kind of make this season feel like a a a thing. Yeah, like a it, like it had a, it had a story that was told a complete story almost in that sense. Yeah, 
Yeah, so it's it's still a weird show. It's not like it didn't feel top tier the way like a leftovers does or lost by oh. the end of it. But I think the last two episodes made it come close. Like I almost wish there was the rest of it kind of found its the way to have the same energy of the last two episodes. Yeah. But I don't know if that's even, I I don't think that's the only thing that would push it into being one of these all timer shows, Uh but it might've helped a little bit. Um, But yeah, Imogen Poots and the brother, just their like weird romance (laughs) is so good. Yeah, it's like creepy and weird. Yeah, you're and hilarious at, at the same time. At first, you're like, okay, is she playing him or something, or him, her? And then, no, they're uh. just fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, as almost, it's as if that scene, those scenes that they have together are like a joke, but mm-hmm. they just play it as if it was normal on the show. Yeah. It's like it is so weird that you're like, this can't be serious. And they're like, it is. It and could we're be gonna... a stepbrother scene. Yeah. Like a comedy. They zoom in on their mouths, like their tongues just touching. They're they're kissing like I've never seen people in any serious movie kiss before. Yeah. It's like a it's like a, a teen comedy where they can't they don't they've never <laughs> kissed at all. And they're just like pretending like they know how. And then there's just yeah. always like these this like super zoomed in footage of the like spit from their mouths it's like so (laughs) strange and funny yeah it really makes you wonder (laughs) whose creative choice was that you know like is that in the script or is that the director or is that the actors figuring it out you know i i would really love to know yeah um but yeah, it's uh very very interesting. <laughs> yeah, That's I think true. I think it I would recommend the series to anybody. Like I think it is that thing if you like it within the first and second episode, like you will get enough out of it. Great performances uh-huh. from everybody. Um uh, my biggest knock on it, I guess, and it's only 8 episodes, so how it is what it is, but you know, there's so much still left on the table. Like what is the, um, the wife who ran away? What's her deal with the Uh daughter? Like there's just, there's still a lot. Where did the brother go there? Where is the cop? When is the cop? Yes. When is everybody? There's quite a few people that I'm wondering (laughs) when are they? (laughs) Uh, yeah, and I don't know if I completely understand any of the time travel stuff, and I don't know if the show has revealed exactly any of that stuff. It's, well, it's uh, similar to, I think, in the theme of, the, of popular stuff right now. It is like Multiverse of Madness, where uh, they are wherever they need to be. I think that's really the, uh, the answer. Wow. Sounds like a tagline. Do you work for Marvel? <laughs> this summer, be exactly where you need to be. Buying tickets for the newest Marvel film. Heard any other thoughts about Outer Range? Just uh, that. Outer Strange? 
I did enjoy like the big twist, but also have ar- had already in like the first episode or two, whenever they introduced Mogan's character, mm-hmm. like thought that that was the twist. Not to say like it sucks or it's boring or like I, oh, I'm so smart for thinking that, but it was like when you deal with time travel shows, you're always like, okay, so characters like actually one of these characters grown up. Yeah, yeah, and, and if like, it's this anybody, is clearly the most likely, be... and then it is, yeah. So I think it was the sexual tension between them that threw <laughs> me off. I like how they show flashbacks of her interacting with the other characters, but I wish that they would have shown flashbacks that we didn't see. Yeah, and they, it would be like very overly sexual ones where you're like, yeah. "This is actually gross." I didn't want to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo no. outer strange check it out um moving on i want to give a quick shout out to the pentaverets oh you watched pentaverets. it uh this is the new mike myers show where he plays several characters and it's about a secret society of five like influential members of society who help you know, right the wrongs of the world. Oh, so like the Illuminati? Yeah, but then they actually, there's a big like intro at the beginning and they basically say like, well, so what prevents us from being like the other, all these other groups, we're actually good. So like that's <laughs> that's the twist is like, oh, what if the Illuminati, but they were good, which is kind oh. of something we've seen, like uh, even uh, Charlie's Angels, that's kind of what Charlie's Angels are. Uh-huh. you know the, any type of group like that but uh mike myers plays a bunch of characters including every member of the pentaverit and oh, of course the main character and uh so each episode is about 25 to 30 minutes of this series uh-huh. and um i haven't <laughs> i haven't finished the first episode yet okay i've sat down to watch it uh three times so far (laughs) and just watched a little bit of it um so take with that what you will (laughs) so the big problem with this is whatever mike myers is doing it's a little too nuanced and small like his None of the characters are big that he's playing. Oh. There's like there's one character that he plays in the Pentaveret that feels different from the others, but the others just feel like him there's being Mike the Myers. same character. Yeah. And not even like being Mike Myers, but just being like the same boring character, but one's a little bit older. Okay. And one's younger. And there's like just these little nuances, but what you want is like fat bastard talking to Dr. Evil, talking to Austin Powers, you know, Uh, just like that. Like, Oh, these are hugely different characters, Yeah, but they feel like just him phoning it in. What do you want to do? Or I think we should go to the park. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) those were two different characters. Like, come on. Sounds like he need, what he needs to do is have the show be just, the only two cast members are him and uh, 
or his char- cast of characters and then all of the cast from like the nutty professor <laughs> just eddie murphy versus him and they're just doing all yeah the characters There's some even like that with half of those characters would be better than what i'm seeing so far which is just like yeah just the most boring versions of him being a character i will say like he, he plays a main character who's a news broadcaster like a man on the street news broadcaster for local news and he's a really sweet guy and i feel like he's doing good character work with it it like feels like a real person and someone different than him than the actor yeah but um it's not necessarily funny like it's just kind of like a wow that's that would be good in a play <laughs> if you did that. <laughs> uh, so I might try to give it a little bit more, uh, but so far not. I just wish he this could have been a great chance for him to really bring it. Uh huh. Well, I did see on Twitter that uh, there is like a bit where he has a Shrek bit in it. Yeah, hey, he meets Shrek or something. Yeah. And I, that alone won't get me to watch it. <laughs> no, I did. I, I did try. I did try to watch it, uh, and then I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Something is like holding me back from doing it. It feels stale, like just overall. I don't know. I don't I know watched that... the Cat in the Hat like within the last like two years. So, oh, behave, two children. With your parents gone, behave. <laughs> That's my Dr. <laughs> Seuss's cat in the hat impression. I wish I would have hired you to look over my kids. <laughs> Anyways, Casey Affleck. Uh, what else have you been watching, Chris? Uh, the new episode of Atlanta. Yes, in the uh, very, very fun druggy episode. Um, I don't know how much we want to give away. How much do you want to give away, Chris? 1K? How much? 2K? Yeah, how much are we talking here? 50K? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty fun episode. I, I like that we get to have one of those Paperboy only episodes. Yeah, although they're so, they really upset me because he <laughs> just gets punked. Yeah. All the time. And this episode, I was really thinking about him compared to the flashback episode where Ern got the FUBU shirt from uh-huh. season two. Uh-huh. Do you remember that episode? Uh, it's been a lot, a couple of years since I've seen it, so. Oh, not a real fan. Okay. I don't remember it entirely. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in that shirt, in that episode, uh, Ern gets a FUBU shirt. He gets made fun of that he's... Uh, that it's a fake shirt. And oh, when he's like a little kid? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it shows uh, Paperboy as a little kid too. And he's just like the man. Uh-huh. You know, like he, he definitely like controls school. He can, nobody fucks with him because he's just slick. Uh-huh. And just seeing that episode. And I know like that's probably even that episode is like as canon as a kid's memory is. You know, like it's, we can't take that as fact in the series, 
but it was it's kind of sad looking back at something like that where it's like oh what if though he was this kid who was that and then something you know him going to jail obviously probably chilled him out to where now he just gets punked all the time because he has to stay cool or like he, he knows staying cool is better than blowing up uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah yeah because he just gets shit talked to and just disrespected yeah. uh, but yeah and this is uh uh amsterdam is that where they're at uh, yeah i think so cause since they're doing the drugs yeah they the take some waffles space cakes and uh ends up being one of those dream episodes sort of was it a dream we don't really know but you know what it did uh, get me onto white hennessy i'm gonna start getting white hennessy it's 150 dollars a bottle oh fuck <laughs> but the fact that he was drinking in this episode i'm oh. gonna start drinking it nice <laughs> so look out for that yeah um do you think that there will ever be an episode of the show where it shows a glimpse of them having like a great day? <laughs> well, you know what I will say this episode to me did end on as a happy, happy ending. Note. Yeah. True. Yeah. That is, it was unexpected. Cause you're like, does he have his masters? And he does. Yeah. The, the so whole, for people who haven't seen it and we'll spoil it for you, go watch it or pause our show. You know, it's never stopped you before. Um, <laughs> the, the whole episode sets up this question of like, Hey, paper boy, your family and your friends, they're not taking care of you. You don't do you even know if you own your masters, this isn't the right decision for you. And by the end of the episode, he does find out, yes, you own your masters paper boy. And, your manager, your cousin set that up. Uh, So, yeah, I really appreciated that, especially given how season two ended too, where it was like, uh, Ern proving himself to Paperboy um, when he really needed to. And now he's just like continuously proving himself. Yeah. It's good to see. But yeah, it's like, it's not a necessarily like an episode of, good things happening to him. It's like very upsetting yeah. things. Actually, I'll, I want to talk about that. The most upsetting thing I think I've ever seen in anything is the scene where those like hoodlum dudes grab that baby and throw it around like a fucking football. Oh, I know. Like that was, I was like, that's really insane. traumatic. And like, I feel like something that should be like a trigger warning in the episode <laughs> early on yeah. to people like that's, it, that's, you know, that I know it's supposed to be for, as like a joke, but it up. was like, that's probably the most insane thing I've seen on TV in a long time. And this isn't even like an HBO show. Yeah. And they, the show does a really good job of like making situations seem genuinely like scary and out of, out of the comfort zone that the main characters would be okay with. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, we're not used to this. Like we're used to our own type of rowdy and dangerous and uncomfortable, but we keep finding new ways that it's like, wow, this is way more fucked up than anything we even see on a normal basis. Like you guys are throwing babies out here. 
Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so yeah, really fun episode. I'm glad it went back to them, and I'm glad it was kind of a a, a relationship furthering episode too, because we were talking a bit about that last week of not having uh not having it center back on them. All right, cool. Any other thoughts about Atlanta? Um, no, no. That's it for me. All right. Um, I want to shout out. So my birthday was this week, this past week, and there's a loose tradition where uh, for me and my fiance and whoever's around, like the birthday person picks out the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked out a few choices for her to pick three of them. Uh, which was Shadow in the Cloud and, uh, God, what was the other one? Oh, a Super Mario Brothers movie because I wanted to see the new Blu-ray I got. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, sick. And Eliminators. And I chose all those because there were movies I wanted her to watch and she Uh would have to watch them (laughs) because that's the birthday thing, you know? You, you gotta you gotta check it out and she actually chose eliminators which is a movie i think i've talked about on here before where it's about a mandroid who is a android man and uh he escapes after getting like sentience and he's kind of like a robocop type of figure and then after escaping like goes to go kill the the scientist who operated on him but it's an insane movie the practical effects are so good like he takes off his arm and then it's just like a grouping of wires and twitching shit and it actually looks like he took off his arm uh just because like his real arm is behind his back or whatever but it just looks good he has a tank that he his torso pops on but it's obviously just a man stuck inside of a tank his bottom half and then his top <laughs> half popping out but the tank goes so gnarly over like hills and bumps and shit you could just see the actor straining inside of this like very real <laughs> thing that isn't meant to be ridden that way uh but it's re- a really fun stupid movie that you know i think it's uh it's one of those classics that a lot of people haven't seen because uh, it's not so readily available, but I can't recommend it enough, even though it's like not a great movie enough. Weird shit happens like every 10 minutes. That's exciting that you're like, okay, I'm into this. You yeah. know, we have a boat fight. Now we have an underwater scene. Now we have a samurai showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> with only 30 minutes left to go in the movie. Uh, so it's really fun. I'm glad I got to force it on another person. Eliminators. Check it what, out. Uh, what was the last movie you had to watch of her cho- choosing? Well, so her birthday is two days after mine. So oh, okay. and for her, she we actually did do that. Like recently. And I was also going to talk huh. about it. And she chose 13 going on 30 because she also just turned 30. So she was like, okay, that's the movie we'll watch. That's that's the movie where um, 
Mark Ruffalo falls in love with the 13 year old girl, right? Yeah. He likes the cool. infantilized yeah. version of Right, yeah. He's like, Oh, her. I love you as a 13 year old. You're amazing. <laughs> D- yeah. Did she had when's the last time she watched that? And was she really into that part of it too? <laughs> well, you know, if in actuality he rejects her. He just kisses uh-huh. her. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh you know, also the one problem with the movie is it's never really made clear if he buys that. Like, I don't think he ever knows that, but regardless, he's still attracted <laughs> to, he still falls in love 13. with yeah. a 13 year old mind. Right. Regardless yeah. But that doesn't knowing, count. It makes it worse because it's, it's <laughs> saying that he could fall in love with a 13 year old. If he never saw their face, like if he was on the internet as a predator, but he, he wouldn't, wouldn't be as a predator. Are. He would just he would just he was be a, a normal. Person. He would become a predator without knowing it. <laughs> they're they're catfishing him as a yeah, thirteen yeah. year old. That's what the movie is, right? Yeah, it's True. very confusing when you're that type of <coughs> whatever his character is. But yeah, that uh, that is something to consider with this dastardly movie. But it's, it's like actually the opposite it's of solid. the Eternals. Yeah, you know where the <laughs> girl is looks like she's one. 13 but she's actually thousands of years old yeah we we've definitely <laughs> made fun of that well-trodden ground uh also invincible has something similar oh yeah yeah i'll make myself a young boy <laughs> she's like i'm not into young boys She's like, are you cool with me being a young girl? He's like, well, I mean, like, let's not even ask these questions. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, 13 going on 30, though, solid movie. It ju- it shows its age just in its, like, title cards and shit. Uh-huh. You know, that's why I think, oh, you can't go wrong with, like, just black with, like, white text <laughs> as your yeah. titles and shit. And uh, Comic Sans. Yeah. Oh, the- please, yes. You know what I love is the John Carpenter way. It's not all of his movies are this way, but just like rock music and then the title of the film blasts on screen. And then it's just white text over black as the rock music plays. And then the movie starts. Yeah. More movies need to do that. Or they need to do what Malignant did. Malignant. Simple and clean is the way that you make Oh, we just dipped 90% of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, but anyways, 13 going on 30. Yes, overall, really great movie. If you haven't seen it, as far as the classic rom-coms go, yeah. it's definitely sick. Like, what Put what happened to Jennifer Garner? She's not uh, doing She much started cooking anymore. on live. On, like, Facebook Co- Live. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, hardcore... Uh... In a Facebook live show. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was doing that big time. And doing a lot of commercial work. Probably at that stage where she's like, oh, I want to spend time with my family and stuff. And I can make money off the commercials and do very little. Yeah. And uh, she was in a TV show, actually. Um, She was just... She was in the movie we reviewed uh, recently, too. Oh, yeah. The parent one. The yesterday Yesterday one. Yeah. She was in that, and I think she was in um, Lena Dunham's camping show. Oh, okay. 
I might be I wrong about made a new show. But... It being a Lena Dunham show, but <laughs> anyways, look it up, people. All right, uh, what else you've been watching, Chris? Uh, let's see. Watched real quick. I could go over. I, I watched a new episode of Under the Banner of Heaven. Just more uh, Seventh Day Adventists, or what are they? Uh, Latter Day Saints. That's what and they Mormon, are. Mormonism, but yeah, so. Just more great acting from Andrew Garfield uh, and the rest of the cast. The crazy cast, Daisy Edgar Jones, Wyatt Russell, Sam Worthington. Yeah. Um, But yeah, not much more to say. Another hour four and four minute episode. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. Beefy episodes. Yeah. These are huge. Uh, But yeah, excellent show. And then also watched even more of Star Trek Discovery. So I'm like halfway through season two now. I was like halfway through season one uh, at the start. But now, yeah, halfway through season two. Um, Very cool. 2017, they did parallel universes. Multiverse is hot. You know, they did it way before, man. True. Uh, But yeah, I I had sent you uh, a video of Michelle Yeoh talking about parallel universes in this show. As if it was yeah. a deleted scene from everything. It could have been a once. quick, just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it could have very easily been like right one of those of cuts to a literally. random universe they do. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so uh, it's pretty solid. It's really solid. I think one thing that's cool they add new characters in season two, including uh, Tignataro. Oh, they nice! Her, and they they find her. She's like the captain of a ship that got fucked up, and she's like a really good engineer. But, uh, you know, in classic Tignataro fashion, she's just a really, like, funny deadpan character. Yeah. That is, like, not like any of the other characters. So she really, you know. It seems like she has a lot something. of personality. When, yeah. 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 You, you throw her in something. Yeah. Uh, so, famously, the addition. new Chris Delia stand-in, Tignataro. Oh, yeah. And our, uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah, no. Emmy Emmy nominated Army of the Dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Emmy uh what is it? Um the audience choice award. Yeah. <laughs> nominated movie for best number applause. One. Did it win? No, no, actually it was okay. like number three. I think what won though was like another Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> over yeah. end game it, it was like in the movie justice it, league yeah the force the flash using the force the speed force was the number which one which i don't remember but yeah the number <laughs> one uh, audience clap worthy moment or whatever yeah for the oscars right that was the oscars yeah yeah so it's a it's an oscar nominated movie <laughs> oh god uh, yeah, so uh, very cool. And again, like I said, it's feels very different from original Star Trek. You know, a lot of original Star Trek is like we try to help out these new planets, but like we don't want to meddle with them if they don't if they're not as technologically advanced Meta. as us. Yeah. And then in this show, it seems like they're kind of like fuck it, like mm, let's we'll meddle, let's meddle. And you're like, oh, this is like going against everything that the series has been about. Uh, yeah. But that's, but okay. 
no, no. Uh, but but it is like I said, very much like a Mass Effect. I feel like a lot more about like war and uh, a lot more fighting. Yeah, and there's but, that yeah. new Star Star Trek show coming out. Was it uh, Worlds? Yeah. Like Strange World New Worlds, which is actually a spinoff from this show. And one of the reasons I wanted to watch this show was so I could get through it and start that new show, which I've also heard great things about. Yeah. And uh, they have, so like in season two, they actually introduced the captain for that show, which is Christopher Pike, who's supposed to be the captain of the enterprise before Mm -hmm. Kirk. He's in like the new movies too, but it's played by this actor, Anson Mount, who plays, uh, he was in the Marvel's Inhumans show. And played this character, the main guy, Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll talk about him later. Yeah, so. we will. Yeah. Anselm? That was my goofy. <laughs> <laughs> For King Kingdom Hearts fans, just got an erection hearing that. This is a Kingdom Hearts heavy uh, episode. <laughs> you know that sh- uh, that Simple and Clean song, the artist, was it? Utada, something Utada. Yeah, Hikari Utada. She, she played at Coachella. Yeah, she, she did a song. surprise performance. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I wonder yeah. how many people actually knew. You don't need to know to know. You know, once she sings, you know. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Just like Ann Sam. Ann Sam? All right, what else, Chris? Uh, one last thing I watched was another Twitch stream movie which was uh district nine the neil blomkamp classic yeah how was that rewatch for you um it's pretty amazing that movie came out 2009 at this like the same year as avatar Mm. and uh it's kind of got almost similar stories i feel like in a way with uh yeah yeah humans humans hating an alien race in that sense, yeah, an, uh, an outsider yeah. becoming yeah, one of them. Yeah, an outsider yeah. becomes one of them, um, and the the CG is just still so good. For I th- I believe it's like Neil Blomkamp's from uh, South Africa, and I think that's it's like his company that did the the computer graphics for it, and they did a bunch of shorts beforehand, and it's always looked so good, and it still does. It's uh, it's really amazing, and. There's never been a movie with cooler, like insane sci-fi guns than this movie. Yeah, true. There's some that like, like blow people's guns. heads up, or like there's an awesome mech suit that like people shoot it, and it has like a magnetic like grenade that grabs all the bullets and then like shoots it back at everyone. There's just like such cool stuff that has never, I feel like, been done in movies after this. Yeah, and I think it's what's cool about the movie is that's not even, like, the movie, you know? Yeah. That's, like, just shit that's, like, in it for a short action sequence to make the action su- sequence awesome. Uh-huh. And then yeah. it goes on. Yeah, because the, the beginning is just, of like, a mockumentary. Or, like... Prunes? But, yeah, with uh, Shalto Copley who's like such an amazing actor that I feel like is been has been wasted since doing this movie. It's like his like 
real big debut. Yeah. Like, this guy knows what the fuck is he up. He carried and a then, fucking movie. Yeah. Like, this whole movie is because of how great he is and then all this the amazing CG on top of it. But yeah, like the the whole fake documentary with him just being this regular dude that gets turned into a, an alien is like very surprising. And then, yeah, it just gets to this climax where everything already seems very alien and different. And then all of a sudden it's just like this insane amount of violence and, mm-hmm. and action that that really ramps up. And notable for how just how seamlessly it transitions from the mockumentary to the camera being invisible. Like, you know, all of a sudden you're just like in a situation where no camera would possibly be there. Uh And then you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. How long have we been here? You know? Yeah. And you just go with it. And that transition was really done beautifully. And must have been hard to figure out. Yeah. I, f- I feel like this movie is like when people talk about it, it is immediately respected, but at the same time is like underappreciated. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I kind of feel like it's been forgotten in some ways as far as like how awesome and influential it was. And maybe that's because uh, Neil Blomkamp has kind of shit the bed since then with his movies. Yeah. You know, I yeah, wonder cause like his, his other movies, I enjoy them, but they're just not as impressive as this one. And like, that's not to say that he's doing anything wrong. I think it's more that he has to like, because of the attention he got for this, he had to like do, movies more catered towards the the uh, production companies that he works for i'm assuming yeah they they felt a little like meddled with yeah because and this i don't know though the way he would do his shorts before this they matched like the formula of of his style bef- previously so mm-hmm. well and then <clears throat> with chappie and uh, elysium it was kind of like these like he would do shorts about like robot cops in South Africa, and then he did Chappie, and you're like, oh, that would be like a one to one style, but then it it wasn't because it's like this like family drama almost with yeah. like some action. Uh, but then like now he has that new production company, uh, that the I forgot studio something on, it's like YouTube videos he's posted, but he does stuff with Sigourney Weaver. And a bunch of other actors. And uh, they're all like short stories that are like really cool and very much more reminiscent of his older work and District 9. But it's, I'm assuming it's because he has full control over what he does. Didn't he do a recent movie? Um, I hope it wasn't him. He did uh, Demonic. Uh, Demonic, oh, it was yeah. him. Yeah, Demonic was so bad. Oh, Demonic was terrible. To a point where it really upset me because it like sprinkles in this scent that, oh, it could be cool. And then it says, we're not going to do anything cool with it. Oh, fuck that movie. 
Because I, I do, <laughs> I want him to do District 9 again, you know, and it's like nothing he's ah. Demonic is just so far away from everything. Yeah. Uh, imagine his lowest tier films, but with a budget just cut into an eighth of it. So you should watch it. <laughs> oh, have you still not watched his like YouTube uh, shorts? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, because like he those. did this one with Dakota Fanning. That's like just a twenty-minute horror short about this like science facility, and there's this giant creature inside it that like is after her, and the creature is basically if people have played um, that game Inside. Uh, at the end of it, there's this creature that is very unique. And basically in this short, it's like the same type of creature. Biblical. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to remember to check those out. I'll, I'll send them to you. Will do. All right. That's District 9. Go check it out if you haven't checked it out in a while. I think it's time to talk about Doctor Strange. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Doctor Strange. This is the, I guess, you know, it's hard to even call it the sequel to uh, the first Doctor Strange, because in a way it feels like it's the sequel to other things. We'll get into that. Uh Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself. Is that even true? Whose threat to... (laughs) Wait a minute. Who's threat? This is, he doesn't cast a forbidden spell. Uh, yeah, this is that's not right. This IMDb uh, description is definitely this is, this is from IMDb, and it is not right at all. Um, okay, I'm gonna uh, read it without the. Huh. I guess gonna... you know what I think that that's supposed to be like a misdirect. Uh, it description. is. Yeah. Because yeah. so even watching more of it, but yeah, like yeah. watching it, I was like, oh, you know what? The trailers seem to do a good job of like hiding what this is about mm-hmm. is what I thought. But uh, yeah. let me read this without the um, stopping out of confusion. Dr. Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wand, and Mary Wand Maximoff. Oh my god. That's not the movie. But, okay, I get it, because, you know, these are supposed to be Yeah, this, that's funny, because that does seem like, when you watch the trailer, you're like, okay, yeah, that's that definitely seems like what the story is. Yeah, yeah. So I can't knock it too much, but it's also really funny. Okay, Chris, <laughs> what did you think of Doctor Strange? Uh, I loved it. And the thing that's interesting about it is uh, this is like a movie that I would – I love, but I could definitely see people not liking, and I totally would understand why. Yeah, it's called you know, Brain it's Damage. It's that type of movie. <laughs> Well, it's but yeah, so damage. well, the, the thing is, it's like, as uh, we are such fans of Sam Raimi, fans who understand like his style, but his style is like very campy and goofy. 
at times, yeah. but also like very uh, upfront with like the horror elements to everything. So I, I feel like a lot of people don't like horror in general mm-hmm. and would, would, would dislike this movie just because it's so horror adjacent with a lot of its style and themes. Sure. So I would say, yeah, not for everyone, but personally as a, as a big fan of Sam Raimi, it was like perfect to me in that sense, everything that he bled into and you could see was just him doing his thing. I like loved. Uh, And that's especially with the end, like the climax I was like the biggest grin on my face when there's like very Raimi esque things happening. It was like perfect to me. Uh, how about you? Uh, yeah, I think this is my favorite and the best MCU movie. I think it has so much personality. You know, even if you can complain that it's not Raimi enough because he's having to do MCU work under the MCU, which I don't necessarily agree with. I, I think if he, if he wasn't doing it under the MCU banner, it would probably be even crazier. Sure. But it feels Uh really fucking stylized. And Sam Raimi like has a personality more than any other MCU movie I can think of. Um, and that's not to say they're bad. It's just like a personality to the directing uh-huh. that you can feel in this movie. Uh, so I think for that reason, it's the best. And I also think it it does recall. It doesn't to me. Re- th- it's hard to say. I don't think you need to watch everything to understand this movie. I think you could just watch this movie and get by. And that's impossible for me to fully say because I'm not that person. But I I do think we've gotten a little too comfortable as audiences with having to know everything versus having movies that just fucking jump right into it. Yeah. And just go and you're like, okay, yeah, that's a guy who's half robot. I don't need like his backstory or anything like he's that's just like that a, guy that's a minotaur guy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> and he gets he gets top bill that guy gets credit yeah he's yeah. a fucking end credit scene face yeah shot and you're like did he even name. speak <laughs> but i do think um it gives the impression and it is uh made better by watching all this other stuff but I think uh, the movie gives you everything you need to know what's going on. And it might not give service to the to those characters and situations as you would want as a fan of those characters and shit. But I think for the movie, it's like, here's a bunch of weird shit. Here's the bare bones explanation for why people are the way they are and what's happening. And here's a bunch of fun shit happening as that happens. <laughs> and that's <laughs> kind of sick. That's what I want. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of people who will watch this movie and be confused, but people are fucking confused at the most basic of movies. Anyways, who cares? Um, 
anyways, love this movie. We'll get into spoilers of it. I, you know, it's the last time we checked in on one of these blockbuster movies. I was like, I'm kind of done with supporting these or at least like watching them opening weekend and stuff. But uh-huh. like, the next one coming out is Doctor Strange. <laughs> and that one I'm actually <laughs> interested in. Uh-huh. I think it earned itself. I think it earns uh, its place as a Disney fucking destroying everything in its path movie. Because uh, I've also heard a lot of discourse about theaters basically showing all Doctor Strange showings. Oh, so, really? of course, every it, like other movies have no chance anytime yeah. one of these Marvel movies comes out. Um, but this one actually earns itself <laughs> like it's good enough. It's not bullshit only. That's how I feel about it. I wish um mo- I wish more of uh, the Marvel movies were as substantive as this. Let's get into spoilers of it. Um, Chris, any specific spoilery stuff you want to take? Uh, away I can't believe yeah. For people that haven't stopped the podcast yet and uh, they have didn't want things spoiled for them. <laughs> uh, it's amazing that they kill Doctor Strange in the first five minutes of the movie can't believe they did that true <laughs> it, i mean uh, <laughs> actually though uh but yeah it's there's just so much the my favorite part is definitely just the end when he's like oh i can't i can't go into anyone alive in our in my universe but dead and then you're like oh fuck he's gonna fucking use zombie strange and yeah. then he's basically just a deadite it's the coolest fucking thing. That's funny that people are like thinking that this is Sam Raimi watering himself down when I'm just curious, like, do they think that about Spider-Man one, two, and three? Because in those, he never had any fucking undead people, but he got hit those in this movie. So like, yeah, to me, this feels more crazy and weird and like close to evil dead too. than Yeah the the spider-mans and they don't have fucking bruce campbell fighting himself in those movies. <laughs> yeah yeah true which is like it's funny that bruce campbell is sam raimi's stan lee for his movies mm-hmm. in general he's just always gotta have bruce in it um but yeah lots of cool stuff lots of, just lots of really interesting stuff i thought that um america chavez was cooler than in the trailers they really didn't show her much no not at but, all I, but I from like what her. people were talking about they're like oh she's actually in this a lot so i was like okay just weird that they're not showing her in the promos but i guess it's interesting what they did with the promo and how we read the imdb story synopsis because the movie really is not what you're expecting from when you see the trailers yeah including especially with the villain with how the villain ends up being uh being wanda being a wanda terminator yeah wanda minator yeah i would actually the what was it uh what if marvel's what if that was on disney it kind of fucked uh-huh. me up here uh-huh. because i couldn't remember when the movie started what was the like the base level steven strange 
I was like, wait, is uh, Rachel McAdams dead in Stephen Strange's uh, real world yeah. or not? Like, because in that, in what if she dies? And that's yeah. why he goes crazy. And so it took me a minute to remember what was going on. Because once we got to the his main timeline, uh-huh. I was like, wait, is this actually our Doctor Strange? Because is she dead? Like, <laughs> so sometimes watching too much of the stuff fucks you up more. Ah, uh, that's true. Um, but yes, uh, the America Chavez character, I thought she was really fun, really cool having that dynamic that we've seen with like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah. But Spider-Man is so annoying. <laughs> like at least the the type of Spider-Man that they uh, like. He's not really wisecracking the Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. He's yeah. just kind of like annoying and overly earnest. Uh-huh. Uh, so like, oh, here's a, here's a young character that he can bounce off of who isn't a total, like, can you shut the fuck up for a second type <laughs> person? I know the Tom Holland fans are coming at us. I wish, um, in the scene where there's, they're introduced to the Illuminati, she's also there too. So then when they say, oh, uh, Black Bolt's name is Black, Blackagon Boltagon or whatever the fuck. Yeah. She's like Blackagon Boltagon, and then it's just like the Octa- Otto Octavius bit, but reused. <laughs> Pretty much was that though. Let's talk about <laughs> um, that the Illuminati. Yeah, because I love this part. This is why I like multiverse stuff. Uh-huh. Is because uh, Marvel finally being able to use that means they can do absurd and violent and daring stuff yeah. because they know it won't be permanent. So uh-huh. getting to see all these characters introduced and then get killed because uh, the thing that to complain about is when they do that and then the characters do nothing, uh-huh. you know, like, Oh, here's all these fan service characters. And they're like, okay, Hey, yeah. I'm black bolt. And then it's like, see you later. Yeah, you're like, hey, that was Black Bolt, and you're like, fuck. I left before the bad guys showed up. Yeah, yeah, but here they get to okay, we can kill them. So I felt this was that perfect balance of giving us what we want and also having it be serviceable to the movie. Um, so I yeah. really applaud this type of fan service, like the X-Men theme playing when uh, Xavier rolled in. Even I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. And my theater clapped, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I think my theater was probably too young to know Damn. what was going on. No, actually, I went to see it at 1030. It should be all older people. I, yeah, I feel like they didn't get it. I don't know. It, it takes somebody to lead that. To get everybody doing it. Yeah, true. Um, it could have been me. I fucked up. But I would have thought it was totally stupid as far as cameos. But the fact that they're killed uh-huh. makes it really cool. Like, yeah. no, that's sick. Yeah, I think I agree. I totally agree. I think my only problem was just that they were portrayed to be such fucking morons. 
they just seemed really stupid to me. So yeah, like they did, yeah. When they went, I was like, okay, fuck off and die. Like, fuck you guys. You they guys were, seem so they stupid. They were so cocky. Yeah. Well, what's funny is like they're like, our Doctor Strange used the Dark Hold to defeat Thanos, and it's so fucked up that we killed him. And you're like, okay, uh, that's totally understandable. But I, as Doctor Strange in my universe, didn't do that. And I actually went through millions of different ways yeah. to do it yeah. and never thought of using the fucking Darkhold and did it in a way where I didn't fuck with everyone and they didn't kill me. So how is it that you can't trust me here? Well, not only that, and something that he does figure out later to uh-huh. use, but just the fact that Mordo, it's like, okay, if you're saying that if a version of myself did something, we're all at risk of doing it. Well, Mordo betrayed me and went to be part of the dark, whatever the fuck they were. So I guess this Mordo (laughs) could betray everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's also silly because like knowing how the multiverse works, you're like, yeah, guess what? If we look at the multiverse uh, for you specifically of any of those guys, I'm sure that there is, with the probability and statistics, going to be an evil version of you somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you not get that? And no, they with, did seem stupid. What's funny too is like with Reed Richards and knowing in the comics, he's evil just as the normal good version of him. He's done fucking evil shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the fact that he's the guy like telling him that is like so funny as a as a well. That's the Illuminati, the I guess. Yeah, yeah. And John Krasinski. So it really <laughs> did feel like he was doing an impression of someone doing Reed Richards. Yeah. Like as if like if I was here talking about movies being like and the movie is something we should really admire. And you're like, dude, what are you talking about? That's how he was talking. Yeah, like they're like who's he's like, What's my on. motivation here? And then they're like John, you are Reed. Just tell him what you need to say. Like you are him. That's all. You, you don't need to worry about anything else. He he was really bad in a at least interesting way. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't I don't really know any of this Black Bolt. I don't really know. Yeah, well, so the thing with Black Bolt and... is like I love that they actually show him kill Doctor Strange because. Black Bolt's power is really cool, but also not something that I need to see in a movie because it's like it is just a one note thing. It's literally mm-hmm. just, you know, he speaks and it's it's like Cyclops, but he can't speak. He can only like sign or use telepathy mm-hmm. because he's going to like blow a hole and stuff. So it's it's cool that they like do that and then kill him. And I feel like then they don't have to ever make an Inhumans thing because they're like, well, he was in yeah. this. so. He's it's too fine. difficult of a Also, the fact that that was Anson Mount was I when I saw Anson? it, I was like, I was like, who the fuck did they get to play this? Because I I didn't at first think it was actually Anson Mount. Mm. They got like brought back, and then I saw in the credits his name, and I was like, oh fuck, it was him. That's that's really funny that they uh, they did that. Good, good for, that good for him to actually be in a, <laughs> a good Marvel thing. Um, yeah, and we had, uh, of course, we mentioned Professor X. You know, the Captain Marvel, I thought that was a really bad 
Captain or Miss Marvel. What was the the Captain was Marvel? Yeah, was it, it was Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Uh huh. That out that suit was really bland. I oh yeah, it was they just did like her justice. It was just like that suit. all black, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't really work. I wonder if that's comic accurate for like her version of Captain Marvel. I'm, I'm sure it must be. Um, yeah, yeah, it just didn't seem to pop. Yeah, it's 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 just interesting that like they have uh, Wanda Maximoff in their universe, and they were thinking like. We're just gonna take her out <laughs> when, when she is uh, on a fucking rampage, wanting her kids back. I don't know. Yeah, like but, don't they yeah. know her? Don't they? Know also, I I feel like of of all the characters like that they did dirty. I feel like Captain Carter was like the most fucked up. Of like, she's supposed to be like the Captain America, and for essentially being Captain America to grow go out like that was like. Uh, obviously it's it's for the effect of the villain and that's the most important part which is what makes it cool but it is kind of like damn fucking going out like like a fucking moron yeah like was like yeah this is your first live action yeah and that's their portrayal that that's like that's just the issue i had is like that's their first like i don't really care to see john krasinski as reed richards now after seeing him like this i'm like i'm never gonna not think that you're this fucking yeah idiot, yeah you know if you do yeah. a fucking fantastic four this movie, is you yeah. guys it's like this is you dude <laughs> the only person and the only person who you wouldn't have thought that is professor x yeah and also he was the smartest one of them yeah because anyway. he was like real he had like he was like hey now that they're gone dude ser- straight up get the fuck out of here yeah we're gonna okay. lose dude like <laughs> fuck man <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so, so great that, that they brought Patrick Stewart. Stewart back to kill him off again. And I hope that like every time they bring him back, they kill him off like every yeah. second. And they do it like almost every movie. It's they, like the Stan he's Lee like, I won't I won't cameo. do it. I won't do it if yeah. I have to do more than one. They're like, No, you die in this one. Don't worry. <laughs> like, All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like they replace the Stanley cameos with his cameo, but then it's like Kenny in South Park and he just dies every <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Um, loved his uh, his comic accurate wheelchair, yeah, and it was, everything. It was so awesome. Yeah, the uh, the um, score playing under yeah. it. You know, it's just like I'll take that shit. You know, uh, like I'm not totally against fan servicey stuff, uh-huh. so I'll take that. But like, really. Also, give us meat like you did here um, with this movie. Make it make it fun. Yeah. And it was definitely a blast. Also, maybe, you know, do you think part of that has to do with the fact that it was also only two hours and not fucking like 245 or something? It, you know, I didn't even think about the time on the uh, movie. But certainly, I... I can't imagine that's because story wise, there's not a lot going on here. It's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, so two hours is even that's, that's about where you want to be for something like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's something, there's something to it. Cause there's just a lot of every scene adds something 
cool and something weird. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was kind of what got me going. It all felt very like once you're adding zombies, once you're adding some, I would say some of the other universes were pretty basic, basic, Uh um, but it's not really that type of movie at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, they even do, though they, it is called Multiverse of Madness, so yeah, like, like three multiverses of madness. It's like thirty seconds of them going through a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of. It's them, like yeah. okay, cool. Then I get why you need to land in the most like normal one. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that was one thing I was wondering. I was like, oh, are they going to do one where they're like in the fucking Spider Verse universe for like five minutes or something or something yeah. really weird like that, but. Yeah, they didn't. They definitely didn't do anything like real crazy with that stuff. Yeah, and it is uh, like just I don't want to say cheesy or corny, but it's just I guess campy is it even it's in its emotional beats, like when they are in that first universe that they actually settle in, and they look at their old memories. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. it's hokey and it's campy, but it actually uh, does the emotional beat that you need it to do. Yeah. And it does it in the sci-fi way that this universe is, you know, this uh, what is it like a total recall-ish? <laughs> Let us relive your dream. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or no, you're uh, like what if someone <laughs> reminiscence rem- what if someone remembers something like very inappropriate and there's just people walking down the yeah. street like, "Oh god." Can I not see your memory, please? How are you getting that angle of your asshole? Is this supposed <laughs> to be POV? <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing, actually, I have a question about I wanted to know. Do you know why? How come the this multiverse of uh, the Illuminati or universe of the Illuminati, uh, Christine is like a scientist that goes to other multiverses to study their like technology. How? I don't really, I didn't really, I don't I think they really, really say what right? she does. What she, she does. said, she said she goes to other, other realities to like, or universes to like study shit. And I, I don't really understand how she would do that because they never, they never talk about that. But then also, like when they go to the like fucked up reality with uh, our universe with Doctor, the fucked up Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, does she know how to like travel between them? Because she says she does it to study people. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't think how does she usually it. do it? Maybe she she uses the dark hold to travel yeah. into her body in other universes and study. She's the next villain, the next <laughs> female villain. Um, let's see, what else? I love the uh, the demons that he gets to control. Oh yeah, they're cool. Just like these, like little shitheads, <laughs> shithead demons. Yeah, and. <laughs> Just getting, like, using them. It's so, like, it's just as simple as uh, her saying, hey, use the demons. And then he does after they're attacking him, you know. But you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's, like, hokey and dumb. But, like, yeah, now he's using the demons. And that's cooler than him not using the demons. 
Yeah. So yeah. if that's all it took to get him to do that, fuck yeah. And that movie, yeah. this movie is strung by that. It's like, uh, okay, that this barely makes sense, but it's actually cooler than you doing the thing that is anything other than this. So uh, I'll go with it. Um, so props to it for continuously being weird. Yeah. And barely hanging yeah. out. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask about, to talk about too, is like the scene where Professor X is trying to save Wanda. So she, he's like in her mind and she's like trapped under rubble. Yeah. Is that just, was that just a decoy so Wanda could end up killing him? Because I think that was. There was no story beat of her being like, oh, I, the dark hole changed me. And I'm actually me underneath, right? Because mm. because at the end she's like, <clears throat> she's basically like, I can't be saved. Instead, I will just kill myself. Yeah, but I think um, that the under the rubble was the universe's Wanda. That, per- oh, that particular okay. universe is Wanda. That makes more sense. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, because it's so like she, she didn't seem like she was fuck. a pure villain. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she that that Wanda was like, what the fuck? And he's like, you know, like your kids, like that's yeah. Because then, because she, she knew about what happened uh, after Wanda lost control of her for the first time. Yeah, she's like, if you guys see me come back, just fucking yeah. End. It ain't me. It ain't yeah. me. Can you imagine what uh, that Wanda's thinking? Because she has powers. She's not as strong as uh, the Earth six one sixes Wanda. But she does have powers. Do you think like she's just like okay? I'm putting it together, and I I'm pretty sure, kids, that <laughs> what's happening is that there's another me. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, I, how much could she see of her controlling her? Because if she could, she definitely would know. After having known, remembered that she killed the Illuminati. Yeah. They really made her uh, scary too, with like the cut in her head and. Yeah, she turned into that. like this like zombie. Yeah. Mode with her like limp and everything too. It, really incredible, and uh, overall, uh, what's her name? Olson. Um, Elizabeth Olson. Elizabeth Olson was doing, I think, really great villain work overall. Like, that's a whole different type of villain to play like that zombified version but also uh-huh. just her in the orchard talking to dr strange that stuff is oh, totally yeah. different from that being like the the like two-faced thing of like i i tried to trick you but i'm not good at lying yeah and just so like acting it. very like it's not it doesn't sound fair like when she's talking uh-huh. about how they both did the same crime of bending realities it just yeah. like oh it's such like classic villainy but done so well yeah because the thing that's funny is like i know ultimately at the end they're like oh america you just need to believe in yourself but the fact that like wanda of all people would be like and she even says it of like oh i know what it's like being you know treated like shit as a young girl for Mm. the powers that i can't control And she doesn't think, like, I just need to get this girl to my universe so I could help her learn and she could take me exactly where I need to go and no one will be upset and try to stop me. 
Well, she's the the Darkhold wanted her to have the power. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's the other thing. Okay, so the Darkhold corrupts her to just want to have power. So then it it isn't that she actually has like relatable motivations as a I, villain because that's the thing. It's like yeah, it can't be it's, both, right? It's it, like it's got to it, be one or the other. It could be, but she so. The Darkhold will manipulate the person and like uh, corrupt them. Yeah. And in that case, if she has uh, what she wants, she thinks it's to get her kids healthy and get her kids whatever. But that's also uh, going to allow the Darkhold to spread its. Yeah. Because, like, shit what I don't understand is, like, why didn't she just make another more kids? <laughs> yeah. If. Like- if- if she's like a full villain, she doesn't get then that means in WandaVision, she doesn't feel bad about enslaving this town, just enslave another town and make your kids again. Right? Yeah, but that's not what the Darkhold wants. The Darkhold wants is like uh will corrupt the okay. person to continuously want power. But okay. it's gonna do it in a way that makes the user think that they're actually getting what they want. Oh right, yeah. So it's like She's going to get the power to do the teleporting between realities. And then she's like, the Darkhold's like, now we can just take over all realities. And she's like, I want my kids, though. And they're like, fuck that. We're going to do. Yeah. Or it'll be, be like, worse. yeah, you'll be able to get. Yeah. All you'll have kids. Infinite reality of kids. So yeah. You'll be like able to protect all of them. Of children. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it, yeah. it works to my understanding. It'll just constantly corrupt you. And then you think you're doing the right thing. Okay. Do you think it's funny that um, once the Darkhold was destroyed, Wong was like, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, and what if you just didn't say that? What if you let all those people die and you also the horse, died? The but whatever didn't it is. Fucking, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Wong's just a uh, good guy. Also, it's just amazing that like they knew of that place and just left it there. There's, there's this temple that looks just like Wanda. <laughs> and it and it's pure evil. Nothing good could ever yeah. come of it. We should stay we should leave yeah. it though. We'll preserve it for It'll be a the sake of day. history. <laughs> uh, and I will say props to also um Sam Raimi's way of using tropes and kind of juke and jiving. Because you have these behemoths that are guarding that temple. Oh, yeah. And they're like the most like kind of like boring whatever we've seen it before villains. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, there's going to be a fight with these guys. But they just get like murked so easily, like in a, <laughs> such a stupid yeah. way. Yeah, true. True. Um, yeah, and that's, that's part of what I thought was funny about this movie in terms of its theme and like like reductive takeaways of how it's like Wanda Maximoff has been studying the dark hold for what seems like at least months, if not multiple years. I don't know how mm-hmm. far Wanda vision was away from this, but she's studying it for this long and figuring out all of its secrets and it's like consuming her. And then Dr. Strange uses it for fucking 20 minutes and like <laughs> owns the shit out of her. <laughs> you know it's like uh, and doesn't even okay. like fully use it to where he's corrupted 
Like, yeah, he's... yeah, exactly. Right. It's like he's like, oh, I got this. I'm I'm a pro at this shit. And it's just funny that like she she is played as this Terminator like villain. And then at the end, he's like, well, let me just use what you're using to even the playing field. And then he just schools her <laughs> when she's supposed to be this fucking like all powerful witch that does all of this stuff naturally instead of having to like learn everything. Uh, I thought yeah. that's that's funny. And and it not not that it actually ruined the movie, but I could just see that how that seems fucked up in a way of like specifically with like a, a female character being this and then the guy yeah. the man does it better is like yeah. Yeah, the most powerful character in the MCU. Oh, yeah. the guy just needed to read the same thing you did. <laughs> yeah. No, but he is and he's he's a powerful character but it seems what's great about uh him is he seems to earn it you know like by being like yeah i study well it's funny too because in the movie like that's part of the theme where she's like i do the same thing as you but i'm painted as the villain true yeah and then he's like you're right actually i need to think about that i'll do the same thing as you and be the hero yeah oh this is fucked up man she can't win and the, the it's sad that she ends up having to the only her only option after this is like there's no forgiveness for what i've done i can't change and become a better person i will kill myself and you're like ah oh. well that's also a sad conclusion to her yeah. her character arc like she's we would like, like tested to have you and everything <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's funny that before this even happens she's like all the stuff that i did in in wandavision was really fucked up and unforgivable so I, I totally understand why you're here. And he's like, I actually don't give a shit about that. Neither does the audience. Yeah. Then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, I really do wonder if I could ever see it objectively or see any of these movies objectively and under like understand or not what's uh, going on. But I think yeah. there's an effect like, let's say a new movie came out that is, or let's say a movie like Jupiter Ascending, uh-huh. the uh, Wachowski sisters movie that was all like brand new sci-fi. Everything you see is brand new and you just take it at face value. But if you knew that was based off a comic book, then all of a sudden you start questioning like, oh, well, I don't know anything about the Vanguard princess. Like the fuck, yeah. you know, yeah. like. You start to think that you uh-huh. start to feel like you don't know what's going on just because you know there's more to know than what the movie's yeah. showing you. And yeah. I wonder if there's a bit of that with all of these movies. Um, yeah, I definitely can see. I, I do understand it like that because I think a good the good ones you watch without knowing and you hear that you feel that way. But you feel that way in the sense that you're like. Oh, what is the Vanguard thing? That sounds cool. I'm going to go after this and like read up on it. Right. Yeah. You get excited. But then some it. movies you see that and you're like, what the fuck is this Vanguard shit? Like, I don't care. What is this? It doesn't sound cool. Yeah. Fuck off. There, there are. Yeah. It's like they'll have lore and the good kind of lore is when you hear about it and you're like, oh, that sounds fascinating. You know? Yeah. This Versus is ones where you're in like, this. I care less. And it makes me want uh, to look at it, look more into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as Raimi style, I mean, that's kind of 
I can't understand anybody complaining about the raminess in this. Yeah, and, yeah, I love it. I just the cl- close up zooms on people screaming. Classic. Never gets old, man. That's it like does a, it all. Yeah, it just feels kinetic. The tone is so good. It sets the mood. Uh, how did you feel about the uh, music fight? Oh, that like was so people, cool. It's so like weird. I like I love it because it's just so strange. I was, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't really realize that like Doctor Strange's character really is into music or whatever. Apparently, yeah. So, I didn't. I didn't either. It. But it didn't need. I I was just like, this is yeah, a really like smart idea. A way for him to utilize his surroundings with and mix it with magic. And how we make fun of Harry Potter for just being like not really magic, but they're just like shooting each other and magic's <laughs> yeah. just like a it seems to be a crutch to say like to create rules out of nowhere. Uh-huh. The magic in this in the Doctor Strange series is just cool and it's always uh-huh. unique to the situation. Like they yeah. don't just do saw blades. Uh-huh. All yeah, the time. it's like it's like they they build that trap where it's like these these like mirror spikes that come out everywhere, and then Wanda decides, oh, I will blend my reality to match the reflections, and then utilize mm. that to get to them. And you're like, oh, that's cool because it's like a weird thing that you wouldn't know about, but yeah, it's like in the in that universe, it, it's cool, and she comes out like. The fucking, the ring girl. Ringu. Ringu. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Ringu. Um, <laughs> yeah, all that and just it, in general, it feels to have that just a difference with all the the action. What if, uh, like, he goes to the other world, the Illuminati world? It's like, oh, red actually means go here, and then they're like, also, uh, fuck means hello. <laughs> and then they just start saying fuck and you're like the mpa can't get mad yeah. because it means hello in this yeah. world so fuck mpa <laughs> uh speaking of other worlds though those pizza balls look delicious oh hell yeah dude you know what i thought of immediately is uh there's an eric andre sketch about pizza balls where he delivers a pizza ball to a karate dojo <laughs> and they get very upset with him being there uh but yeah so i think that's the uh that universe is big fans of eric andre that's what that is <laughs> yeah i think confirmed so. he's a big uh, mogul of food <laughs> yeah uh let's start to wrap it up any other thoughts of dr strange um i think oh actually one other thing i want to talk about is the I just really liked the line when he's talking to Christine and he's like, Oh, I love you in every universe. Mm-hmm. I, love I you just thought that thousand. was sick. Yeah. yeah that's like a, the same thing. That's a great line. And yeah. really, uh, I love those moments that give characters closure and uh-huh. it's not even her like, but yeah. you felt it for both of them. Uh, uh-huh. like you felt she got something out of that and <laughs> he did. Yeah. Yeah, because she's like, hey, maybe the man I loved is also not a piece of shit in other universes. So so maybe part of why I loved him matters. Yeah, like he wasn't Which all is bad. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's, that really worked well without being – we don't want to see him and uh, Rachel 
get back together. We know they don't work. We know yeah. they're not going to work. So these multiverse stuff do allow us to kind of get the the weird closure. Yeah, and the, okay, yeah, and then the last thing is, and then the fact that so then they're like, but what about him and Charlize Theron? Teach their own. <laughs> that yeah, what was up with that? Because uh, I I guess in the comics like they have like a thing too, so that'll be interesting. But um, wasn't it just so funny to see her of all people? I I really got fucked up because I had been thinking about Hitchcock or Hancock. Oh yeah, yeah. Recently, <laughs> where she's a superhero, uh-huh. and then. I literally, when she showed up, I was like, is this Hancock? And I was mad. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be? It's just, it's that much closer to having a fucking Marvel uh, crossover with Fast and Furious, though. Yeah. She opens the rift and you see fucking Dom fucking driving his car. Yeah. The ultimate Stops fucking crossover. That's the, That's the real multiverse we want. It doesn't matter what multiverse you're in. If you're a Toretto, you're family. The Toretto's in this world are cars. <laughs> the Toretto's it's a cars, driving Toretto's. It's a cars yeah. multiverse crossover too on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, there's um, that's... Uh, cut scene or credit scene and then the final one of course with the bruce campbell yeah you know Raimi, keep making movies i think this is just one of those like reminders we need that sam Raimi needs to direct more films and we yeah. should show up every time he does hell yeah because if Definitely. he did this with marvel imagine what he does on his own Drag Me to Hell. Awesome ass movie. Yeah, I gotta see that. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it? it? No. Oh yeah, dude. Maybe I'll convince my in-laws to watch it tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just like a straight up horror movie, you know? If they like horror. They won't. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyways, that (laughs) is our review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Chris, uh, what else we got coming up in the next week? Yeah, man, it doesn't look too good, good next week. Uh, we got uh, Firestarter coming out on Peacock. Oh, yeah, that, that'll that so be fun to watch. We'll, we'll watch that, I'm sure, yeah. Other other than that, though, I don't know. I'm sure there's like probably some bigger uh, named Streaming. movies that have uh, eluded me, but at least firestar at least firestar and also yeah, actually to see that. no uh next weekend saturday the creator clash the youtube uh boxing event. oh yeah we'll youtube boxing that. hit <laughs> us up if you want to see, uh, review that <laughs> one full episode for it um but yeah firestarter i'm a twisted firestarter <laughs> all right we'll see you next week bye